Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gabriel Devine from Wrestling with the Locals on a night where history is bound to be made. It is inevitable that some sort of history is going to be made. First part of history being made is the fact that I'm watching an Impact pay-per-view called Rebellion. I haven't watched an Impact pay-per-view in a very, very long time, but I'm watching Impact's Rebellion tonight. Um, the, the history that they plan on making is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega is defending his title against the Impact World title and world champion Rich Swan in their main event on Rebellion's Night. So far, we've seen an incredible three-way match for the Impact X Division Championship. Josh Alexander, formerly of the North, his partner Ethan Page is now with AEW. But Josh Alexander taking on TJP and Ace Austin with Madman Fulton in his corner in a hellacious triple threat match. Very impressive. Josh Alexander did pick up the X Division title win in the opening contest of the evening. And now we are on to eight-man tag action with a big debut for Big Cass, formerly known as Big Cass, now known as W. Morsley. or W. Morsey, however they're saying it. But uh, Big Cass is now in Impact Wrestling. You've got Eric Young's team, Violent by Design, VBD, EY sitting on a steel chair at the top of the ramp, watching his team of W. Morsey, Joe Doring, Cody Diener, and Rhino take on the team of James Storm, the Cowboy, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, and Willie Mack in eight-man tag action. This is going to be a hellacious eight-man tag match. going to be an impressive battle. Uh, always a big fan of Cowboy James Storm. Always liked Big Cass, but uh, Big Cass is looking impressive. He looks like he's cut himself down into shape again. But uh, a, uh, Eric Young had to take himself out of this matchup due to an injury, and so he got Big Cass to come in and replace him. But that's a pretty awesome debut just to come in and take over in an in a eight-man tag for Eric Young, who is so over in impact right now. But we've got, of course, Eddie Edwards, Chris Saban, James Storm, and Eric Young. Rhino, these guys are all some impact originals other than Rhino. He was an ECW original in WWE and then ended up in Impact TNA. But, uh, you know, this is where James Storm, Eric Young, and, and Chris Saban and Eddie Edwards and all these guys somewhat got their start. So, Really impressive. Love seeing Cowboy James Storm in the ring. He is one hell of a wrestler. But eight-man action underway. We'll be back shortly with more results. Congratulations to Josh Alexander on becoming the new X Division champion of Impact Wrestling. Looking forward to seeing Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega Impact title versus the AEW title and seeing history as we have a, uh, a double champion. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it will be history, but uh, – Will it really matter seeing as it's impact wrestling? Nobody knows. We'll see what, you know, what is yet to come. It's been an interesting evening of impacts rebellion so far this evening, as we've got Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown at the announcer's table. It's a little hard to listen to Matt Stryker, but D'Lo Brown is doing a damn good job on commentary. First match, like I said, was a triple threat for the Impact's X Division Championship. Josh Alexander picking up that victory for the X Division Championship. Then we had Violent by Design 
Rhino, Cody Diener, Joe Doring, and W. Morsey, a.k.a. Cass, Big Cass from former WWE star, taking on James Storm, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, and Willie Mack in a huge eight-man tag match. Huge, huge impressive debut for W. Morsey as Violent by Design did pick up that victory. Then we went into singles action. It was a grudge match between best friends Matt Cordona and Brian Myers. At one point during the match, Matt Cordona looked like he was going for radio silence. Come down on his knee, his left knee looked like it popped out. He, you know, it's a surgically repaired knee. He's had surgery on it before. So it looks like he did some injury, you know, did, did something, some damage to it. And Brian Myers did go ahead and yank him up, hit him with uh, his finishing clothesline and pick up that victory. But Matt Cordona was not happy. You could tell something wasn't right. The referees all came down to check on him. Then we went into an interview segment with Tony Khan, Jerry Lynn, Tony Schiavone, and referee Audrey Edwards. Uh, Scott Diamore and uh, his referee, which was Brian Hebner, interrupted. They made kind of a referencing joke about uh, his last name being Hebner and him not screwing anybody over. Uh, it'll be one champion tonight at the end of the night. There'll be an Impact champion and an AEW champion, but it'll be one person, one champion, two referees, as Audrey Edwards and Brian Hebner will both referee that match. I'm guessing one of them will be outside the ring, one of them will be inside the ring. Then we had the knockout tag team titles. Fire and Flava, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles taking on Rachel Ellering, the daughter of Paul Ellering and Jordan Grace. With Miss Jazz in their corner. It was good to see Miss Jazz on Impact Wrestling tonight. I know she's getting amped up and ready to do a retirement tour from what I've heard. Congratulations to her on her successful run in wrestling. But uh, good to see her tonight. And uh, what a hell of a match. Rachel Ellering and Jordan Grace picking up the you know the win, getting, getting, gaining the victory there, being the new Knockouts champions. The Knockouts being the women's division of Impact. Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering are the new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. And now we are on to Trey Miguel taking on Sammy Callahan in a last man standing match. This is uh, their their runoff of a grudge match here. Of course, Impact still doing the empty arena. No fans in attendance there in Nashville tonight. But uh, Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan are looking to tear each other apart. And in this last man standing match here tonight on Rebellion, we'll be back with more coverage throughout the show as Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan are both down on the outside right now. We'll find out who's the winner of this match and who our new AEW or Impact World Champion will be at the end of the night tonight, the night that history could be made. So, as I said, it's been an impressive night of Impact Wrestling. The last man standing match, Trey Miguel versus Sammy Callahan, got downright insanely brutal. Sammy Callahan body slamming Trey Miguel on the legs, the legs of the table. Impressive and insane. Never seen that done before. Threw, the, uh, threw some chairs at him like Sabu used to do. And then he uh, sets the steps up gives Trey Miguel a uh, power driver on the steps, then puts the steps on top of Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel ends up climbing under the ring, coming out, getting up on the apron and hitting a flying cutter off the steps through the table to pick up the victory. Trey Miguel picking up the victory in the last man standing match. And then we go into tag team championship action as the impact tag team titles are on the line. 
the young up-and-coming team of Finjuice, David Finley and Juice Robinson. Man, the defending champions right now, they beat the good brothers Doc, An Doc Gallows and uh, the machine gun Carl Anderson uh, just, by, I think, about a month ago with the last pay-per-view or something. They've been to Japan recently. That's where they're originally from. Of course, everyone knows Juice Robinson from WWE for his short time there. And if you don't know the name David Finley, you damn sure should because that is the son of the legendary Fit Finley, one of the baddest brawlers from uh, – you know, the land of the Irish, but of course, Justin or geez, I said Justin, but it's Juice Robinson and David Finley with the uh, Finn Juice picking up the victory to retain the impact tag team championships. And the way they did it was amazing because um, Finn Juice had set up for the old road warrior finish, the doomsday device off the shoulder, big dot gallows knocked down. David Finley. David Finley was outside of the ring. Next thing you know, they're setting up for the magic killer. And then in comes Finley to knock Gallows out. Gallows goes down. And Juice ends up hitting a small package on Luke Gallows for the victory. And they retain the Impact Tag titles. And then we get an interview segment from Don Callis. We've already gotten one from Rich Swan, who says he's not going to lose. His championship tonight, of course, but, uh, you know, the invisible hand, Don Callis, comes out and says that Kenny's busy. Well, let me just say this. Don Callis is indeed, because Don Callis said that never before in history have we seen a world champion versus a world champion and one winner walking out. Let me correct Don Callis, because apparently he doesn't know his wrestling history that well, because I do recall that the AWA was it the eight I think it was the AWA champion Jerry the King Lawler, or maybe it was you know whatever belt he held he was a a, a world champion somewhere versus Kerry Von Erich for the WCCW title and they unified the belt and they had a unified championship. So don't tell me it's never happened because we've seen it happen before back in the territory days. It, it, it's not that it hasn't happened. It's it hasn't happened in the modern day of today's wrestling. Um, it. it you know, so Don Callis's argument is null and void. He's an idiot. It's happened before, but what what's the history to it? Is the fact that this is the first time that Impact and, and another major company on national television with a legitimate TV deal that's being seen worldwide instead of an access TV deal where only a limited few fans can see it, you know, are crossing over. And doing this, you know, you've never seen somebody come in from WWE and do it. WWE owned ECW and owned WCW when they did it. And so, yes, when WCW's title was unified with the WWE title and Jericho was the first undisputed champion, that happened. But it wasn't legitimately WCW because at the time it was owned by Vince McMahon. Um, you know, we all know the invasion angle, so it's no big deal. But uh, moving right along, we're getting closer and closer to the main event. I figure I'll do some play-by-play -play on the main event with Kenny and Rich Swan for the Impact World Championship and the AEW World Championship being on the line. But right now, Deanna Perrazzo is making her way to the ring. She is the Impact Women's World Champion to take on Tennille Dashwood. And for those that don't know who Tennille Dashwood is, formerly known as, uh, uh, shit, I believe it was Summer Rae. I believe was her name in WWE. 
but uh, she was in WWE for for some time. And, um, you know, Tennille Dashwood is a very talented young lady, very good in the ring, and she is developing now better outside of WWE than she ever has. But Tennille Dashwood fixing a challenge for the Impact Knockouts Championship against Deanna Perrazzo, the ventriloquist here. And I'm assuming this may be our semi-main event of the evening on a night where history will be made. Thanks to the invisible hand, Don Callis, right? Because he's the one that put this all together, right? Yeah, right. If it wasn't for Tony Khan and Cody and everybody else who signed off on Kenny going over, that, then it wouldn't have happened. But we all know the truth, Don. Just take the credit where you want to take it. But Tennille Dashwood and uh, Deanna Perrazzo are locking it up right now in the center of the ring. And we will be back. Like I said, I'll probably do some color and play-by-play on the main event title versus title. Two referees, one champion walking out tonight on Impact's Rebellion right here on pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty good show so far. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we get the entrances for the main event underway here, Emma was the the lady's name in WWE. I stand corrected. It was not Summer Rae. It was Emma. Tennille Dashwood was known as Emma in WWE. She did lose the match. Deanna Perrazzo would retain the Impact Knockouts Championship, and uh, Taylor Wilde would make her return also, D'Lo and Matt Stryker, who have now unfortunately been joined by Manalo Ranallo, the, the wine bag. I'll leave that one in the air right there where it is. But uh, they announced that on May 15th, Under Siege Impact's next pay-per-view will be there. Also, June 12th, Against All Odds. And then in July, their anniversary show, Slammiversary, will be coming to us live in July. But uh, it is now main event time, main event of the evening, the Triple A Mega Champion, Kenny Omega, also the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, taking on Rich Swan, the Impact TNA Unified Heavyweight Champion of the World for Impact, and Kenny Omega, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. AEW's world title is on the line. Impact's world title is on the line. Things are about to get interesting as they get the introductions out of the way, the introductions of the referees out of the way. Of course, for AEW, representing AEW's referees would be Miss Aubrey Edwards. And then, of course, for Impact, it's none other than Brian Hebner, the son of legendary referee Dave Hebner, who was a part of the Montreal Screwjob. Could, uh, could that be why, you know, Tony Khan wanted to have a Hebner – you know, have someone else out there to make sure that a Hebner didn't screw Kenny Omega over. Because does he want his belt seen on Impact every week? How does that work out? You know what I mean? If Kenny Omega wins, you know, he's wanting to get that new name, the collector, the belt collector. He is the cleaner. He is the best belt machine. Um, but uh, as Don Callis now does the introduction for Kenny Omega and adds in all these extra accolades that, to me don't matter he is just kenny omega the cleaner kenny omega part of the elite part of the bullet club he is going to be known as the belt collector because he's collecting plenty of belts you know hell of a wrestler he is the best belt machine he's had some six star matches but um it is aew versus impact right here right now aew world champion versus impact world champion the cleaner 
Kenny Omega going to be taking on the Impact World Champion, Rich Swan. If we can just get Doc Don Callis out of the ring, if somebody could just hit him with something, that'd be great. I'd love for them to shut him up so we could get on with the show. Uh, it's been a great show so far. But uh, Kenny Omega is joined at ringside by Don Callis and the good brothers Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. We've got Willie Mack and Eddie Edwards in the corner of Rich Swan tonight. They come out to show some love for their brother in arms from Impact Wrestling. And we are getting ready for our Impact main event here at Rebellion. And yes, I'm yawning. The introduction from Don Callis can cure amnesia. I guess they needed two refs to hold up all that gold. Audrey Edwards is going to hold up the AEW World Championship professionally the way a referee should hold up a belt. And Brian Hebner is going to hold up both belts like he's a damn professional wrestler. It's not the way it should be done. Brian Hebner should know better. You hold the belts up the right way or you don't hold them up at all. You don't have to hold them both up because TNA's dead and buried. It's Impact Wrestling. And uh, so I'd, Aubrey Edwards is going to take the outside position as the special guest referee on around the outside of the ring. Brian Hebner is going to be the in-ring official for this contest. So if something happens to him, Aubrey will be their next you know, person to go to. We're getting ready for Kenny Omega and Rich Swan as the bell has sounded. And Kenny and Rich are squaring up in the ring here, looking at each other. Rich Swan got his hands up ready to fight. Kenny taking in a deep breath. And uh, both men will collar and elbow tie up right in the center of the ring here. Kenny takes the arm, goes straight to work on that left arm. Rich down to one knee back up. Kenny slapped him in the back of the head several times. Rich rolls through, kips up. Oh, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Finally up, he turns it around, takes the arm of Kenny Omega. Then Omega takes the arm back right into the side headlock. Kenny Omega backed into the ropes. Rich Swan shoots him off, comes back. Kenny Omega with a shoulder tackle, taking Rich Swan down. Kenny Omega hits the ropes, steps on. Oh, he steps on the back of Rich Swan instead of stepping over him. Rich Swan not taking that lightly. And then Kenny Omega, of course, being the cowardly heel, steps through the ropes, using the ropes to keep Rich Swan back. Hebner backing up Swan, trying to keep that distance in between themselves there. This is the main event of the evening for Impact Wrestling's Rebellion pay-per-view. I just want to point out the star logo they have with the Omega symbol inside of it, the Kenny Omega symbol. That is a pretty neat little tribute there to Kenny being there. Uh, Kenny now collar, whoa, slapped him in the face as he went for the go-behind, went for the Nelson, and then now right back into the ropes. Kenny going to use the ropes yet again. But uh, referee Hebner, of course, doing the, uh, the correct thing, backing up Rich Swan and using the ropes to his advantage. Now both men walking around the ring, sizing each other up. We see Tony Khan, Jerry Lynn, former guest on the show, a good friend of ours. The new effing show, Jerry Lynn at ringside with his boss, Tony Khan, and good friend, Tony Schiavone. Shout out to Tony Schiavone from What Happened When? Setting at ringside with Tony Khan and the new effing show, Jerry Lynn. As Rich Swan just had the upper hand, went right into a side headlock from Kenny Omega. Ducks under the leapfrog. Oh, leapfrog from Kenny. Flips over, lands on his feet. Rich Swan. Kenny ducking. Now Rich Swan slapping Kenny in a drop kick from Rich Swan. Kenny Omega out onto the floor. Right into the guardrail. 
Tony Khan clapping Rich Swan, clapping for Rich Swan. Looks like he's cheering Rich Swan on uh, during the pre pre match package. He did say that it'd be nice to have Rich Swan in AEW. He's you know, and then the corkscrew looks like a corkscrew flip off the uh, top rope there to the outside on top of Kenny Omega taking Omega down on the outside. Aubrey Edwards checking on him. Rich Swan stands him up with a chop right to the chest of Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega over on the guardrail getting fired up here. You know, of course, AEW or AEW has fans in the arena, so Kenny's been working in front of fans, but Impact does not have fans. You know, now we've got Tony Khan, Jerry Lynn, Tony Schiavone, Don Callis, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, Willie Mack, and Eddie Edwards all at ringside right now, but they're not there to cheer, even though Tony Khan is cheering. It seems like he's cheering for Rich Swan to me. He's enjoying Kenny Omega getting his butt kicked by the Impact World Champion. Um, now, my personal opinion, I don't feel like Kenny Omega is going to lose the AEW World title on an Impact pay-per-view. I don't feel like that would be in the best interest of AEW to let their champion openly defend their belt on another show and lose it. So I don't see that happening. I foresee him leaving with the Impact title, or I see a disqualification where nobody wins, and, and they both keep their belt. That's how I see it ending. Then I may be wrong. Rich Swan with a like a rolling thunder right into a splash. Kenny got his knees up right into the midsection of Rich Swan. Kenny got back up to his feet. Now Rich Swan still selling the the knee shot to the midsection. Kenny grabbing Rich by the hair. Swan up. Looks like yep, back suplex. Falling back suplex. Rich Swan gonna crawl out onto the apron crawls back into the ring kenny gonna roll out onto the floor and rich trying to crawl back out onto the apron as well omega pulls swan out grabs swan with a backdrop suplex on the apron the you know the non-padded spot of the ring there and scott d of moore the president of impact he's got his headset on and he is out watching as well watching as this match transpires and then Kenny going to pick Swan up to drop him with a back suplex on the guardrail. Swan reverses it twice, not once, but twice. Going forth a third time, Swan bringing his arm down with a little forearm shot there to Kenny's head and then a chop from Kenny Omega. Omega gets super kicked into the midsection for his trouble there as he chops Swan. Swan super kicks him in the midsection and a yo! He went to backdrop Swan. Swan lands head first on the apron into like a, a headstand instead of a handstand. He landed on his head straight up and down and then fell down onto the floor and Kenny throws him back into the ring. That may have been some damage to his neck there. And he's picking him up, going for the buckle bomb. Buckle bomb from Kenny Omega on Swan. Swan now hooked into the fisherman suplex style, you know, hold up in the air, drops him neck first onto the knee. Kenny goes for the cover. One, two, kick out at two. Swan, another cover, kicked out at two. Another cover, another kick out at two. There's three consecutive covers. Rich Swan's not going down without a fight tonight. Kenny Omega's got his work cut out for him. Man, they showed the replay of that backdrop style thing. <laughs> he landed right on his head. It was a horrible. I wouldn't have took that. Swan there getting his neck wrenched by Kenny Omega. Trying to figure out what he's doing here. Kenny Omega trying to injure that neck, targeting that neck of Rich Swan. Title versus title. History will be made. We will have a, a champion or we will have a disqualification finish 
where, you know, both men will end up retaining. Rich Swan grabs the ropes. Kenny Omega is giving the count. He breaks the hold. Here we go. Omega pulling Swan up by the hair again. Referee Hebner telling him not to. Omega with the elbow to the back of the head on Swan. I'm really expecting some amazing things here from Swan and Omega because Rich Swan is a hell of an athlete. Uh, I've seen him, you know, when he was in WWE, he was a hell of a cruiserweight champion. He was a hell of a cruiserweight competitor, but now he is an impact and he is their world champion. Kenny Omega standing on the throat of Swan. Omega using the ropes and standing on the throat of Swan. We see Tony Khan at ringside smiling, Jerry Lynn, and of course, Tony Schiavone there at ringside as well, uh, enjoying this match, the Impact's Rebellion pay-per-view main event of the evening. Kenny Omega picks him up, backdrop. Backbreaker right across the knee there. And Bowen arrowing him across his knee, bowing that back of Swan. Jerry Lynn checking in closely there at ringside. And Tony Khan checking in closely. Brian Hebner right in perfect position, doing a great job refereeing. And why would he not? His dad was a hell of a referee, too. Cover two. Brian Hebner got in great position there, doing a damn good job getting down there where he could see the shoulders, making sure Swan got his shoulders up. The two count only as Kenny Omega was going for the cover kick to the back from Omega. Now he's rolling him over. Going to drive that knee, leaping up into the air, driving that knee, and again driving that knee right into the back. The lower back of Swan grabs the hair and picks him up. And he throws Swan into the ropes. Swan goes chest first in the ropes, comes back, takes the forearm to the midsection of his back. And Kenny Omega staring down the camera, running his mouth into the camera there at ringside. Rich Swan down on his hands and knees, filling them shots to the back. And Kenny pointing to the you know the hard camera and, and, and pointing at his ear, kind of like Hogan used to do, shoots Swan into the other corner now or to the other side now. Swan again going in chest first, belly first into the ropes, comes back, takes the shot to the midsection of his lower back from the forearm from Kenny Omega. Omega has him by the hair. Brian Hebner telling him to let that hair go. And a chop from Kenny Omega. Kenny hits him with that knife edge chop and then wants to start running his mouth to Eddie Edwards and Willie Mack. Throwing Swan into the ropes again. Swan hooking the ropes this time. Omega follows in, takes the elbow, right hand. Another forearm from Rich Swan. Swan following up some forearms here. He's feeling it in his back. He hits the ropes, comes back. Omega hits the ropes, comes back. Leaps over. He went for something, missed. Swan did a handstand. Omega goes down, takes the mule kick to the face, comes off the ropes. Swan with a splash. Two count only. Comes in. Man, what a reversal. As Rich Swan did a handstand as Omega came up from behind, going to put the leg around his head. Hit him with like a modified flying famouser is what it looked like to me. Kind of like Zack Ryder's Rough Rider as it used to be called, except for from reverse. But uh, chops now from Omega to Swan, then a shot to the back as he turned him around, and then a double axe handle to the back, another double axe handle. Swan's not feeling a damn thing. Swan's up on his feet. Rich Swan on his feet, fired up, shots to the face, and a chop. Rich Swan with another chop, and another chop. Kenny Omega turns it around, throws him into the ropes and forearms of his own, just pounding the way the face of Rich Swan shoots him off. Swan comes in with a flying clothesline, takes him down. He's pumped up. Omega shoots off and reverses and shoots off Swan. Swan comes in, Hurricane Rana style move there. 
used his leg scissors there on him as he reversed it as Omega had the upper hand. Swan throwing Omega into the corner. Omega boots to the face of Swan. Swan with the scissor kick or the, uh, the jumping kick, whatever you want to call it, to the top. Jeez, they're moving so fast I can barely keep up as Swan just like a modified jumping Frankensteiner off the top rope. Cover two count only as Omega kicks out. Jeez. Impressive. I figure they'll go for... I figure I'll have to stop this and restart again at this rate as long as they're going. I don't figure it'll be a short, sweet match. I can tell you that. It's Kenny Omega. You expect the best, right? Both men are down right now. Omega holding his rib, acts like his ribs hurting. Rich Swan now back up to his feet, making his way slowly to the top rope. Rich Swan slowly making his way to the top rope. Of course, referee. Brian Hebner there to try to get him down. Kenny Omega reversing that, stopping him from coming off the top. Yanks him down. Kenny says he's going up. Kenny Omega saying he's going up top now. As Rich Swan's down on the ground. Rich Swan is up on the middle rope. Kenny Omega's up on the middle rope on the outside of the ring. Now he's up on the top rope. Rich Swan up on that middle rope. This is where things get dangerous. If you fall, you fall. You know, if you land in the ring, you're safe. If you land on the floor, you may not be. Kenny Omega up on the very tippy top rope. Looks like he's going for the Canadian Destroyer. He's getting Rich Swan on the top rope with him. What in the world? Rich Swan's holding on. Kenny's trying to yank him up. I don't know what they're going for here. That almost didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. Rich Swan reversed that into a backdrop. Kenny damn near landed on his head. Rich Swan slips from the top rope to the ground. Kenny damn near landing on his head down on the ground now. Now Rich Swan on the top rope going for a huge frog splash covering Omega. Two count only out of that frog splash and that whatever the hell happened there. As he was trying to hit him, I, I feel like he was going for a Canadian Destroyer, and, and Swan reversed it. Swan reversed it, and, and Omega almost landed on his head. That was just brutal looking as Swan slips off that top rope. You have to be very careful anytime you go up top. Swan with the right hand, the right hand, and turns around with the backhand of the left. Spinning kick up to the head. Kenny catches it. Kenny with a big boot, just taking Swan down into the corner. AEW champion Kenny Omega gets him up, flims him up into a, a power bomb and then into a cover. Looks like he went for a gut wrench, gut wrenched him up just enough to power bomb him into a set down power bomb. Goes for the cover. Rich Swan kicking out at two. Scott Diamore is starting to get worried. Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn enjoying the match. You know, Jerry Lynn, former wrestler himself, he's been a heavyweight champion. He's one hell of an athlete himself sitting there at ringside enjoying this action in the running V-trigger. Got a running V-trigger from Kenny Omega into Rich Swan picking him up for the one-winged angel. Could that be all she wrote? Rich Swan fighting. He slides down and out, goes for the go-behind. Kenny Omega reverses it, back-spinning heel kick to the back of the head of Rich Swan. Rich Swan still didn't go down off that. Rich Swan bent over in the ring there. Kenny throws him into the corner. Tony Schiavone, Jerry Lynn, and Tony Khan are all on their feet outside of the guardrail there watching. Kenny Omega is playing it up. Swan in the corner. Omega comes running in with another V-trigger right into the corner. Knee right into the face. 
Could this be all she wrote as he's trying to get Swan up for the one-winged angel? No, he's putting Swan back up top. He's putting Swan on that top rope. He's got him perched up there. What are they going for now? Kenny's going to put his head in between his legs like he's going for the, the one-winged angel off the top rope. All right, no. No, Swan is not. Swan, oh my God, he's got Swan up. Swan barely slips out of it, lands on the ground, pulls Kenny down, goes for the cover as a two count only. I don't think he he slipped out of that the way he wanted to. I think he wanted to go for that backwards inverted Frankensteiner off the middle rope, and it did not go the way he planned. I think that was a botched spot too, just like the backdrop out of the corner. Rich Swan or Kenny could have gotten hurt off that, and Kenny – Hadn't gotten back up to his feet yet. That was a horrible, scary situation. And, and, and I don't think they should have, you know, I, I just, man. Both men finally back up to their feet. Kenny holding his neck. Rich Swan with a right hand. Back left hand. Just hit him with the back of that left hand. Now comes in for the right hand. Kenny blocks it. Kenny goes to do a discus clothesline, gets a super kick, and then a V-trigger for his trouble. Snapdragon suplex out of nowhere from Kenny Omega on Rich Swan. Kenny Omega mouths something to Tony Khan and them at ringside as he snapdragoned him. Kenny Omega, the first one back up to his feet, grabbing Rich Swan by the back of the head of the hair, picking him back up. Looks like he's setting him up for another snapdragon suplex. Hooks it. Yes, another snapdragon suplex. Rich Swan is down on his hands and knees, just folded up from taking that Snapdragon suplex. Kenny Omega, the first one back up to his feet. If we get to that 30-minute recording mark, I will have to restart this, and I'll, I'll get back to it as fast as I can as he's setting him up for another Snapdragon suplex. But Rich Swan trying to fight his way out of it. Back elbow from Swan, a stunner into a cutter. It looked like he was going for the stunner, but he hit a cutter. Swan laid out with it and gave him straight into a cutter on Omega. Omega right back up to his feet, and so is Swan. Swan setting something up. Springboard handstand into the ropes. Cutter. Handstand springboard into the ropes. Come back for a cutter, and he got referee Brian Hebner. He took out referee Brian Hebner with the cutter. Brian Hebner's down. Audrey Edwards in to check on Hebner. Inside out, clothesline on Swan. As Swan just turned inside out as Omega hitting with that clothesline. Audrey Edwards is checking on the referee. Kenny Omega went out of the ring to get a steel chair. Edwards is still checking on Hebner. We've got Willie Mack and Eddie Edwards at ringside. Audrey Aubrey Edwards is going to catch him with the chair. Kenny's fixing a swing back. I hope she doesn't get hit with it. He's got the chair, and he's fixing to hit Swan. Aubrey sees it. Referee Edwards, she grabs the chair, yanks it out of the hands of Kenny, telling Kenny that's not going to happen, that she's the referee. Don Callis is up in her face now. It's not going to happen. And in here, Swan springboard handstand into the ropes again, comes back, cutter on Kenny Omega. What in the world's going on here? Could Rich Swan beat Kenny Omega as he takes the arm, puts him into the roll-up? One. No, he reverses it. Two count only as Kenny reversed it. No way. I'm cutting it off. We're coming right back. It's been all-out action. We got the J-Driller from Kenny Omega 
we got all kinds of action going on as Kenny was unable to get the pin. He was trying to get the one wing angel on Rich Swan again, and he, he, Rich Swan reversed it, and then he gets reversed into the J Driller. Kenny Omega, the first one back up. He's pulling his knee pad down. Looks like he's getting ready to go for another V-trigger with that knee unprotected by the knee pad there on Rich Swan as both men doing everything they can to make sure. Yep, there's the V-trigger knee right into the face without the knee pad on Rich Swan, and he's going to pull him back forward and get ready for another one. Another V-trigger. That's two in a row right on the head of Rich Swan. Looks like he's getting ready to go for three. He's backing up to get that uh, running start. Rich Swan just kneels forward, exhausted. And Kenny not able to get that third one on him, and he's going to go ahead and try something else here as he drags him over to the ropes. And he's draped him over the ropes in front of Willie Mack and Eddie Edwards running his mouth to them and holding Rich on the, the, the ropes there. What's Kenny Omega thinking now? He hits the ropes, comes running back, and a third V-trigger to the back of the head of Swan. Right to the back of the head of Swan over that middle rope. Swan's just draped there. Kenny running his mouth to Eddie Edwards and Willie Mack. Swan being drugged back into the center of the ring by the hair of his head. Referee Hebner back up to his feet. Swan finally back. Hits him with a right hand and a left. A right. And another right to the midsection as Kenny covers up his head. And Swan trying to do everything he can. And then a standing V-trigger. Hooks him. Looks like, yep, for a suplex. And Swan hitting Omega with the suplex out of nowhere. Omega down. Rich Swan needs all the help he can get at this point, man. He has been taking a beating. Kenny Omega being drugged back into the center ring. Looks like Rich Swan here going for that Phoenix Splash. Could be going for that Phoenix Splash to the middle rope. Rich Swan, nope, yep. Dang, Kenny Omega rolls out of the way. Rich Swan crashes and burns. Omega into the corner, comes out, and another running V-trigger. Running V-trigger out of the corner right into the head of Rich Swan. Scoops him up for the one-winged angel. This time it looks like he's going to get it, and he got it. One-winged angel. One, two, three. Kenny Omega, as I said, is your winner. He is your new Impact World Heavyweight Champion and still your AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega, finally connects with the one-winged angel to pick up that victory over Swan in the Rebellion main event. Scott Diamore looks very disappointed, but he, he rolls up the papers and claps as Kenny Omega picked up that victory in a hellacious, hard-fought battle. Man, there were several spots where I thought both men, if not at least one of them men, got hurt. Hopefully both of them walked away without any serious injuries, but a hell of a hard-fought match from both of them. Kenny Omega making history and, and you know winning the Impact title as well as the AEW World title tonight. Retaining his AEW championship and winning his Impact championship now as well as the AAA Mega Championship or some shit that he's got from another company as well. He is officially the belt collector, the best bout machine 
the AEW World Champion, the Impact World Champion. He is the best bout machine, the cleaner, Kenny Omega. He picked up that victory running V-Trigger out of the corner, scoops Rich Swan up right into the one-winged angel, drives him down and hooks him up, rolls into that cover out of the one-winged angel for a three count to pick up the victory. He is now the a not only the AEW World Champion, the AAA Mega Champion, but he is the Impact World Heavyweight Champion. That is amazing for this to happen. Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen. He's holding up the TNA title, the AEW title, and they just draped the Impact title over his arm. But congratulations to the best bout machine, Kenny Omega, the cleaner. Kenny Omega winning tonight the title versus title. Uh, main event on Rebellion. It was a pretty impressive show. Kenny Omega, the the new, uh, I guess the new moniker he'll be known as is the belt collector. He is the best bout machine, the six-star Meltzer guy. He, he beat Rich Swan in a hell of a hard-fought victory. I was really impressed. I wouldn't give it six stars because there was so much that uh, almost went wrong. But, man, they had a pretty good pay-per-view. I'd give them a rock-solid uh, C plus at least. Um, and that, you know, it's just me because I'm not an impact fan, but man, I was really impressed. They had some really good stuff and seeing Rachel Ellering make her debut in impact was awesome. The daughter of Paul Ellering getting to watch Finn juice, David Finley and juice Robinson, you know, defend against the good brothers. That was impressive. But, uh, man, what a main event as Kenny Omega defeats Rich Swan, which I knew he would. I didn't see, you know, the AEW title being lost on a pay-per-view for Impact Wrestling. I didn't think that that was even a plausible idea. So, but here we go. We've got Kenny Omega. He's, he's Impact Champion, AEW Champion, the, the AAA Mega Champion, whatever that is. I know it's something to do with Mexico. It's been a while since I've brushed up on my Mexican stuff down there in Mexico with their belts and, and all that. But Kenny Omega, man, you, you can't you can't deny that he's a damn good wrestler, but what a hard-fought victory. And, man, what a way to end their pay-per-view. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I can't deny it. Uh, they really impressed me. It was better than, than watching Monday Night Raw. I'll say that much. Uh, about the only thing going for Raw occasionally is uh, nothing. Lately, nothing because they just they don't know what the hell they're doing. But that was a pretty good pay per view. I'm I was really impressed. Good to see Jazz on there. Uh, like I said, good to see Rachel Ellering and just man, Kenny Omega brought it tonight. I fucking bet Rich Swan may have a concussion at some point from that because I think he took seven or eight V triggers at, at, at any time during that match. But uh, Kenny Omega, man, he did it. He's the he's the, he's unified. I mean, maybe not unified him, but he's won them. He won them both. He retained his and won the Impact one, and that is it, ladies and gentlemen. This was Impact Wrestling's Rebellion pay per view. Mark it down in your history books. April twenty fifth, the night that Kenny the Cleaner Omega went into Impact's house and beat Rich Swan, the Impact TNA Unified Champion to retain his AEW world title and to win the Impact TNA Unified Championship and leave with both of them. What What is to come on Wednesday night? Will we see him bring out all the belts? I'm sure we will because that's the whole point of this cross-brand promotion. 
Um, will we see Rich Swan show up in Impact or in Dynamite at Dynamite trying to to get you know some revenge? What will we see Kenny every night on Impact when Impact airs on Thursdays? Defending, will he be a fighting champion? I haven't seen him be a fighting champion in AEW other than when they force him into a match every now and then. Um, so we'll see. But uh, like I said, it was an impressive pay per view. Hope everybody enjoys. If you have not already gone to our YouTube channel and subscribed and started watching our videos, you need to do that. And you also need to go over to Buster HR Johnson on YouTube and subscribe there. Um, as well, ladies and gentlemen, because there was a video put out by Titanic and Buster H.R. Johnson. And just want to put this out there. Disclaimer now. There will be a rebuttal video coming out of Bayou de Villain from myself. No disrespect. I mean, you use my real name and then you call me a pain in your ass. You're my brother. I've got words for you. And Buster. I ain't worried about you either, brother. Anyway, love you guys. I enjoyed the video. It's all fair in love and war. Uh, on a more serious note, I do have a favor to ask from everybody that listens to the podcast, and this is directly related to me, and that's why I am bringing this to everybody. This is my beautiful little niece. She is only three months old, Miss Paisley Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. I am begging and pleading that everybody please go over to GoFundMe, find Paisley Going Strong, and uh, donate. And if you can't donate even a dollar, at least share it and see if we can get other folks to donate. Uh, about three weeks ago, she started having clusters of seizures. Uh, they told her mother and uh, father that she was going to probably end up being blind. There was a number of different things wrong with her. She ended up having several seizures on April the 19th, they contacted the pediatrician. There were several things going on. Um, during the time waiting on a call back from the pediatrician, she started to have seizures again, which resulted in her losing consciousness. Um, she was not able to breathe. She turned blue. My uh, mother-in-law contacted EMS as uh, her mother was working to revive her. Uh, after about a minute and a half, they were able to successfully get a revived EMS showed up. They arrived and transported her to the local medical facility there where they live. And then she was then, I believe, airlifted to Memphis, uh, to Le Bonner's. She was airlifted to Le Bonner's Hospital there in Memphis. And um, we've personally worked with Le Bonner's. Uh, my, my youngest, well, he's not my youngest. He's my next to youngest, RBG. Uh, we had to take him to Labonner's and, um, he had, you know, he had some issues going on and, and Labonner's is one of the best places you can go. They truly care about you kiddos. And, and that's where she was airlifted to. Um, she was born and, and I may mispronounce this. So my wife may have to pronounce this for me. Sept, septo optic dysplasia. Septo-optic dysplasia. It affects one in 10,000 births. Uh, that means her brain wasn't fully developed. Um, what it means, she's missing part of her, it's, she's missing part of her brain linked to the left and right brain connection. Something to do with the frontal lobe. Uh, it causes her seizures, you know, 
they're working to get them under control with medication. Of course, with her being three months old, it's a little bit hard. Uh, her brain cells are misformed, but uh, they did an echocardiogram on Paisley um, to see if there were any abnormalities within her body, such as heart, liver, kidneys, etc. But uh, she has... And I, I know it's it's taking me a minute, guys. I'm trying to, to make sure I give as much information as I can. She was, everyone's born with uh, one tube to the pulmonary artery, whereas Paisley has a special condition where she has two and it's open. And I don't exactly know what that means, but I know that it has to do with her heart. Do you have any input on that, The having the two pulmonary arteries? Okay, so it has to do with the blood flow and the oxygenation. Okay, so she's got 50% of her blood circulation is going where it needs to go and promoting good, but the other 50% is constantly doing a big circle. Her blood flow is running from her pulmonary artery to her lungs, even though it's extra tube, even through its, then through its extra tube and back to the pulmonary artery. So on, just repeating over and over again, um, she was told that she was they were told that she was going to be blind luckily she is not blind by some miracle she is not blind but uh, her thyroid levels were very low and they are doing everything they can at Lebonners to to get her through but uh it, it's a very super sensitive situation you know we we got the call that we might lose our niece and then there was so much misinformation and so much new information that came through. But if everybody could please go over to GoFundMe.com and find Paisley going strong and even donate, you know, a dollar or two, we would really appreciate it. It'll help them because, you know, my brother-in-law is a truck driver. He doesn't get to be there as much as he needs to. And, and we all know how that is when you, you have a job, you can't always be there, but uh, donate as much as you can to help out. It'll help with them having to travel back and forth for appointments and several things like that, as well as, you know, food and medication in the future that they're going to have to be paying for. Um, as well as if you don't want to go over to the GoFundMe page and donate there, you can contact 870-450-4828 for shirts. They're going to be making T-shirts and donations. Um Paisley Briella Anderson. She is a three-month-old daughter of Chris and Irene Anderson. Um, again, she was diagnosed with septo-optic dysplasia, which is a rare brain disease that affects only one in 10,000 babies. They're going to be selling some shirts for $20 a piece to help with medical expenses. The women's shirts will be pink in color with white writing, and the men's shirts will be black with pink writing. And they will say hashtag Paisley going strong with a photo of Paisley on it. And of course, you can message again. That number is 870-450-4828 for t-shirts and donations. Anybody that is willing to help out, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Again, GoFundMe.com. It is Paisley Going Strong. And the t-shirt message number for t-shirts and donations is 870-450-4828. Please help out, guys. This is not a this is not a, a hoax. This is a three-month-old baby whose parents almost lost her, who, you know, at one point in time, we didn't know if she was going to make it home. She is still in Labonners. Um, we heard from them this was it, it was this afternoon. She is still in Labonners. So please help out anything that you donate, even if it's just a couple of dollars, guys. Um, 
I, I hate to ask, but you know, she's, she's family and she needs our help. So everybody please do the best you can to, to, you know, donate something, please go over to gofundme.com paisley going strong or check that number out. It'll get you the details on ordering a shirt. If you'd like to order a shirt or if you'd just like to make a donation, we'd really appreciate it. Um, and of course I'll be talking more about it on our YouTube channel later as well, but, uh, greatly appreciate it. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Hopefully it didn't go too daggum long for you guys, but, um, Send your thoughts and prayers out to little Paisley Anderson for us. And thank you guys for supporting wrestling with the locals and supporting Buster HR Johnson and enjoying the torture of me and Jerry eating all this hot stuff. We've still got a few challenges left and some other things going on. But uh, I heard that my brother Titanic and Buster Johnson are going to do the toe of Satan challenge. Titanic, I hope it burns your tongue straight off your ass. That's all I got to say to you, my brother. That was the worst feeling of my sinuses being cleaned out for me that I've ever had. I literally, I think I lost weight just doing the, the toe of Satan challenges. It all sweated out and ran out of my nose. But again, just everybody help out. Thoughts and prayers with Paisley tonight and uh, send a donation if you can over to GoFundMe at Paisley Going Strong. And if you have any questions, of course, you can, you can message us at the Wrestling with the Locals page. You can also email me at the CCWA wrestling at yahoo.com. If you follow us on Twitter, you can message me there. We greatly appreciate any and every bit of help that you guys can help us with. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Enjoyed doing rebellion coverage for you tonight, getting ready for Monday night raw and the finals this week, the last final of the semester. And then I get a month off without kids at the house with me. Some more podcasting to come. Probably going to do some old school coverage, get Titanic on the phone, maybe even talk the wife into it. And I get to get back in the gym for the first time in, what, a year since COVID hit? I haven't been in the gym since COVID hit, and I get to go back tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Going to be back in the gym tomorrow after I get truck tags, <laughs> everything else that we got to do. Busy, busy day, but, man, it's been great. Enjoyed, uh, enjoyed doing it, and please, everybody, y'all have a great night. And for Jerry and Titanic, who aren't able to be here with me tonight at Bayou the Villain, this is Wrestling with the Locals, Divine Out.